This program was originally planned for the great Manila programs. But with the pandemic, John Carter brings this teaching on the occult from his studio in Los Angeles. John Carter will now bring out into the open the secretive and hidden world of the occult. Hi friend, I'm John Carter. Today we're talking about the strange world of the occult. I want to give a special welcome to our viewers in the great land of India. And I'll have some special things to say to you as we move along in the program today. But firstly, I want to take you back to my boyhood days in Australia when I grew up in the city of Brisbane. When I was a teenager of 16 years of age, and as they used to say in those days, kicking over the traces, <laughs> that's what silly horses used to do. But when I was 16 years of age, and rebelling against the government and the church and my parents and everybody else, my mates and I decided one night to go along to a seance. You know what a seance is, don't you? A seance is when you try to contact the spirits of the dead. This is something only a silly 16-year-old boy would do, I would think. And so we tried to go along to that seance, but we, we lost our way and we couldn't get there. But the thoughts of the spirits were running through my mind. As I went home that night, ours was a new home in a new development and lots of the homes were still being built and most of the homes, of course, were vacant. When I got into my house late at night, about 11.30, in those days, 11.30 was very, very late <laughs> for a 16-year-old boy growing up in Australia. Went to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, went and got into bed. My father had put a big lock on the back door. It wasn't just the ordinary sort of lock that the house came with, but it was a big bolt because my father, father was afraid that there may be people going around breaking into these houses that were not yet finished. He was a little bit nervous. So he puts this big bolt on the back door. I get into bed and I feel and I hear the wind blowing through the house. I get up and the back door is blowing in the wind and the lock is still in its place. This happens all through the night. I hear my, my father getting out of bed. He goes and he locks the door and in the morning at breakfast he says to us all, to my mother and to me, something strange is happening in this house. And my mother says, what do you mean? Well, the back door that was bolted kept opening during the night by itself. And then my mother drops the bombshell and she says, it's almost as though we have a sympathizer with the evil spirit. And then I confessed. It made me start to think there was something in it that was true about the existence of evil spirits. Then later, later on when I was a young pastor, 
we were living in a place north of Sydney by the name of Woiwoi. There was a lady coming to the meetings and she said to me, can you come because I'm having terrible, terrible things happen in my house. And so with a dear friend of mine, Dr. John Hammond, we went to her house and she told us the story. As soon as we went into the house, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And then she told me of the terrible things, how the curtain rods would fly around the room and how at night a being like a man would get into bed with her and seize her by the throat. And then she told me how she had left the faith of the Bible and she had become involved in the sinister world of the occult. Uh, my friend, it happens that woman had opened the door and the spirits had come in by my going to a seance or trying to in Brisbane. I had opened the locked door. Today, we're going to talk about the occult. We're going to talk about the unseen world of unclean spirits, demons from the bottomless pit. Are you with me today? Are you listening? I've got some amazing things to tell you today. And I want to say a, a very special welcome to all of you, but especially to my friends in India, which is filled, uh, they believe, with spirits. I'm going to tell you now the story of King Saul the witch of Endor, and the dead prophet Samuel. Now, I'm going to take my Bible, and I'm going to turn over here. Let me see. Give me a minute. The first Samuel chapter 28 and verse 3. And if you've got a Bible, get it and notice it with me. First Samuel 28 verse 3. Now Samuel had died. And all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah, in his own city. And Saul, that's the king, had put away the mediums and the spiritists out of the land. Now, we have a number of truths here, my friend. Samuel was dead, and if he's dead, he's dead. And the Bible tells us that the king of Israel, as the leader of the nation, had abolished the mediums, and the spiritists. And you say to me, why would the king ever do such a thing? Because, my friend, the mediums and the spiritists belong to the sinister world of the occult. Now, I want you to notice something very plainly. The Bible says, now, now please listen to me. The Bible says the prophet is dead. Did you get that? The prophet is is dead. And the Bible also says that the dead are sleeping and they cannot be contacted. We cannot contact them and they cannot contact us. Are you listening to me? So the prophet is dead. Don't forget it. Now I'm going to come over here to the words of Christ. Over here to John chapter 11 and verse 
11 and 14, which talks about the death of a very, very good man. His name is Lazarus. And like the prophet Samuel, Lazarus is dead. And Jesus talks about the state of the dead. Now verse 11, John 11, these things he said. And after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus, uh, wait for it, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. He says, he's sleeping. And verse 14, then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. What's so hard about this? It fails me to understand what is hard about this. Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping. Lazarus is dead. Therefore, the dead are sleeping. That's what Jesus said. Now, you're going to say to me, this goes against all the preachers in North America, all the preachers around the world. They say the dead are very much awake. Well, let me tell you something. With all respects, I would prefer to believe the words of Christ. The Bible says, Lazarus is sleeping, Lazarus is dead. So I'm wanting to tell you a great truth today, and that is this, that the dead are not conscious, but the dead are sleeping, awaiting the resurrection. There was a little boy who lost his daddy, and he was heartbroken with his mummy. He went to his mummy and he said, where is daddy? What's going to happen to daddy? And she said to him, and she was a believer. She believed in Christ and she believed in the Bible. She said, you know, Jimmy, when you have played all day, you get so, so very tired. You've been playing out in the sun. It's summertime, the good old summertime. And then I call you in for for dinner. And when you used to come in for dinner, we're talking about when daddy was alive, You'd sit at the table, and as we had dinner together, you would be nodding off. And soon you were just going to sleep, and your daddy would pick you up, and he'd carry you into the bedroom. He'd put your pajamas on, and you would be sound asleep. You would be unconscious until there was a new day, and the sun was streaming through the windows. She said, your daddy, your daddy is sleeping. But the day is coming when Jesus is going to come back and the sun is going to be streaming through the windows. I want you to know this, my friend. Death is not the end. Are you listening to me? I want you to know this. Death is not the end. The Bible says, Lazarus, is dead. Lazarus is sleeping. So I hope we have established this truth that the prophet Samuel was dead and therefore the prophet Samuel was sleeping. Now we come back to 1 Samuel 28 and verse 3. Now Samuel had died and all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the spiritus out of the land because the mediums and the spiritus belonged to the sinister world 
of the occult. But the text says, he's dead. Samuel is dead, therefore Samuel is sleeping, therefore Samuel is unconscious, and even though this is politically incorrect, I'm going to give it to you straight as I can give it to you. Here is the great major truth, the dead cannot be contacted. Hey, are you listening to me? My friends in India, are you listening to me? My friends in Australia, are you listening to me? My friends in Great Britain, are you listening to me? The Bible says the dead cannot be contacted. Now, mediums and spiritists were banned in Israel. Why? Let me tell it to you again. Because they belong to the evil, sinister world of the occult. And if you're going to a medium or a spiritist, you are playing with the devil. You hear me? Yes, there are mediums and spiritists today. People think they're contacting their dead loved ones. There are people playing around with Ouija boards. Now, let's get back to the story of Samuel. Because King Saul is in awful, awful trouble. He's turned away from God. And in his desperation, he goes along and he consults a medium or a spiritist. You know, curiosity killed the cat. It almost killed me in Brisbane when we were off to see a spiritist. But now the king of Israel, my friend, because he has so much pain and so much anguish and so much despair, he goes to see a medium. I read verse 7 and 8. Verse 7 and 8. Then Saul said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, In fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothes, and he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, Please conduct the sea ants for me, and bring up for, for me the one I shall name to you. Now, listen to me. I'm totally, perfectly aware that there are multitudes of people in Great Britain, in Australia, and in America, in their despair, are going to see mediums and spiritists because they want a message from the dead. They want a message of hope. Have you ever been... Uh, if you have, my friend, you're playing with the devil, I'm telling you. Now, we're going to read, no, uh, let me see now, verse 11 and 12, I think. So there he is with the woman. Then the woman said, whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice, and the woman spoke to Saul, saying, why have you deceived me? Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. And there he is, the king of Israel. He's with a spiritist. 
The king of Israel, who should have been a follower of God, he says, I'm so desperate, God's not talking to me. I want to talk to Samuel because he's a prophet. And so the woman brings up an apparition, a thing that is like the prophet. Now, if you notice verse 11 and 12, uh, let me see, I think, no, uh, 13 and 14, verse 13 for a start. The king said to her, do not be afraid. What did you see? The woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit ascending out of the earth. Now it's apparent that the king of this stage hasn't seen this thing. But in the seance chamber, the witch brings up a being. Uh, it is a spirit being. And this leads to the doom and the damnation of the king. Now verse 14 and 15 of the same chapter. Dear friends and gentle hearts, look at the text. So he said to her, this is the king of Israel talking, he said to her, what is his form? And she said, an old man is coming up. He is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. And he stooped his face to the ground and bowed down. Now I think we'll have verse 15 also. Now Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed, for the Philistines make war against me. And God has departed from me, does not answer me anymore, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called you that you shouldn't reveal to me what I should do. Now listen, please. We've got to get this clear in our minds. This being doesn't come down from heaven. Now most of the theologians and most of the preachers will tell you that the dead go up to heaven. So Samuel ought to be up in heaven. Is that plain or is it not plain? Of course it's plain. But this creature doesn't come down from glory. This being comes up from the bottomless pit. And so this is not the prophet Samuel. And when this being first manifests himself, the king has not seen it, but he perceives with his mind that this is the prophet of God himself. What a deception. And the so-called prophet Samuel, who was actually a demon in disguise, did you get this? A demon in disguise. This is not the prophet Samuel. This is indeed, my friend, wait for it. This is a masquerading spirit from the underworld. But the king is taken in, just like many people are being taken in today, in America, in Australia, in Great Britain, around the world, and especially in parts of the Orient, 
where they think they are actually speaking to the spirits of their dead ones. They think they're talking to the people they love with all their hearts and they're expecting a message from God. But no, it is indeed a being that has come from the recesses of the bottomless pit. It has come from hell. And so the king talks to this being. So let me make this very, very plain to you. Dear friends and gentle people, I want to make this plain if I can. I tell you, this is not the prophet of God who was dead. Remember what Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping, Lazarus is dead. When are we going to follow the words of Christ? When are we going to follow the scriptures? Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping, Lazarus is dead. So what about Samuel? Samuel is sleeping, Samuel is dead. And a sleeping man is unconscious. You can't communicate with this sleeping man. This prophet is dead. This prophet is dead awaiting the great resurrection. But then this being that is masquerading as the dead prophet brings a message of doom to King Saul. Now, I want you to notice a text over here, dear hearts and gentle people, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and uh, i got 1 Corinthians, I'm getting hot, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14, and it says, and no wonder, Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. The word of the Lord by the great apostle Paul. Now, my friends, I just want you to hear me. If you could see the devil today, he would not be a hideous creature. He would be the most perfect, the most beautiful being that you had ever seen. He would be clothed with splendor and glory. He would have a fascinating personality. He would have such a charismatic personality that you would just hang on his words. He would be the greatest of all deceivers. Now listen to me. I don't want you to forget this. Everybody listening. The Bible tells me that evil spirits, is anybody listening? The Bible tells me Would you just open up your ears, my friend? The Bible tells me, the word of God tells me that the devil and his hosts of evil angels, evil spirits can impersonate uh, the dead. So if you think you're going to a seance chamber and you're talking to your beloved dead, I want you to know you are being deceived by an evil spirit. This is the word of the Lord. And so Samuel, hey, this is not Samuel. This is an evil spirit. And he is deceiving the king of Israel. And the message he gets from this demon is so catastrophic that the king falls down prostrate. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 28 and 
verse 20 and then 24 and 25. It says, after this encounter with this demon, immediately Saul fell full length on the ground and was dreadfully afraid. You'll be afraid too if you go to a spiritist because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him. He'd eaten no food all day, all night. So he, he's prostrate. He, he collapses. He's overwhelmed. He's just, he's in despair. And verse 24 and 25. Now the woman had a fatted calf in the house. And she hastened to kill it. And she took flour and kneaded it and baked unleavened bread from it. So she brought it before Saul and his servant and they ate. Then they rose and went away that night. It was nighttime. There's another text like that in the New Testament. It talks about the man who betrayed Christ, Judas. After he had betrayed Christ, the Bible says he went out and it was night. And he went out and also he betrayed the Lord and then he went and committed suicide. King Saul, after he met Samuel, this masquerading demon who was pretending to be the dead loved one. Saul went out. He fought a battle with the Philistines. He was overwhelmed and then he took a knife, his sword, and he committed suicide. If you play with the spirits, the spirits will play with you. The end of all those, my friend, the end of all those who dabble with the spirits is one of despair, hopelessness, and finally, death. Now today, we're talking about the sinister, unclean, unseen world of evil spirits. We're talking about the hideous world, but for many, the beautiful world, the deceiving world of the occult. We'll be back with more information. You better get it because your life depends on it. The Cotter Report is now streaming on demand for you. Now you can have the teachings of John Carter anytime, day or night. By streaming The Carter Report, there is more content for you to choose from, and it's easy. If you are new to streaming, all you need to do is purchase a streaming device. It doesn't really matter which one. You can buy a Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV from any major retailer. You or a family member can plug the device into your TV and sign into your internet connection. Do a search for the Carter Report and download the app to your device. From then on, your device and the Carter Report app can provide you with hundreds of on-demand programs. You can also take the Carter Report with you wherever you go. The official free Carter Report mobile app can be downloaded to your phone or tablet. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the app. Additionally, you can find Carter Report programs on your favorite podcast. You can also watch us on Vimeo or YouTube. Type the Carter Report in the search box.
You can watch hundreds of uninterrupted John Carter teachings whenever you want, for as many hours as you want. Travel with John Carter as he circles the globe to bring the gospel to millions of people. Watch the Carter Classics from over 50 years of ministry and gain knowledge from stimulating interviews with Christian leaders. You now have multiple ways to watch the Carter Report. And once you start streaming, you'll find comfort in having these teachings readily available to you whenever and wherever you want for free. Welcome to the inspirational world of John Carter. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.